0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org.
1: God bless you. Father, we thank you for your presence your tangible presence we thank you for your word we thank you for the great saints of old the psalmists of old and the great hymns that they have left for us you who inhabit the praises of your people as we enter your word we humble ourselves afresh. I pray for fresh unction and anointing firstly upon my heart and my lips so that I will speak as I should indeed as an oracle of God. I pray you put the same unction and anointing upon the ears and the hearts of everybody that will hear me. Those who are physically present here now and those who will be hearing me remotely, electronically, so that this word, your word, will flow freely from you through me to your people to do an internal and eternal work in each of our hearts, including my own. In particular, to cause our wills to become more humble, minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge, emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I further pray as I speak, the power of the Holy Spirit be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back these words and follow them wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Yea, power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes, power that will free men so that they will become doers of these things which they hear and are hearers only. I also pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver the word with precision, to redeem the time and say only what you want me to say. Bring the treasure of this word, things new and old, as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And all those in agreement with me, receiving every blessing I mentioned that prayer, in their individual lives, all individually agreed and said, I have a very important message for us today. We have this series where dealing with the reign of David, but I've taken like, it's a like kind of bracket uh, on covenant, circumcision, and mercy. And I'll tell you the reason. You cannot really appreciate the reign of David and walk in its prophetic destiny if you don't understand covenant circumcision and mercy the david dynasty is a spiritual dynasty that god actually had in mind from the beginning you see god never wanted israel to have a king because he already had a plan for succession and we see it in moses and joshua joshua was not Moses' son When Israel insisted that they wanted a king, God went along with them, but gave provision, spiritual instructions, that if the kings had adhered to them, they would have been a part of the spiritual dynasty that God originally planned. As it turned out, David, fulfill that he kept that covenant we're going to see that in a minute and because he did that he was able to fulfill his purpose as king and it was desired by god that his biological seed that came after him would continue to fulfill it sadly that didn't happen even as early as Solomon, Solomon did not keep that covenant as he should have. And this is the reason why we're studying these things. Of course, uh, Absalom didn't keep it, uh, Adonijah didn't keep it. No, you know, and, and, and if you look through, it is a sad commentary, but it's the truth. You know, if you look through the entire gamut of the of the of the history of Israel, you find you you you, you, you can name the good kings on five fingers. The Jehoshaphats, the Hezekiahs, you know, Josiah. And that's about it. You know, maybe one or two others, you know, that I, I, I can't remember exactly. You know, and none of them, not any of them came close to David. So after David, it went on a downward trajectory. You didn't see as good a king. But that, it didn't bother God because God had a master plan. Because David was just going to be an avenue through which to set up a spiritual dynasty that was going to be started through the Lord Jesus Christ, who was going to come thousands of years later. That is why the Lord Jesus was called the Son of David. And so, uh, uh, we're going to be looking at Absalom and, and Adonijah and Solomon. We're going to see their failures and see how we should avoid them. But we're not going to do that today. I'm going to talk today about covenant david understood covenant and that put him apart from a lot of the other kings you know saul didn't understand covenant and if he did he didn't he didn't fulfill it so i'd like you to turn with me in your bible to genesis chapter 17. genesis is the beginning and this is where it all starts as far as the seed of abraham David, and then Jesus Christ uh, is concerned. It's interesting. Uh, Let's look at verses 1 and 2. We're going to start from verse 1. Just before we read it, you know, recently I've been teaching in the School of Perfection in the book of Matthew. And when we started, we looked at the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the scribes were going to write the genealogy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, It is extremely instructive to see that they made three stops. They, they, of course, they started with Adam, you know, and then they went to Abraham. Then from Abraham, they went to David. Then from David, they went to Jesus. It's very, very significant because Abraham and David represent the um, perfect types they weren't perfect in themselves, but they, as a type they were they, 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 they are, the accounts of their lives showed us the vital importance of covenant and that was why ultimately, by the grace and the mercy of God, Abraham was successful to fulfill his 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 uh, his destiny you know and 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 David well almost except for that nonsense with Bathsheba and all of that, that made him miss a little bit of it, but he didn't miss it all. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled his entire destiny. Jesus understood who he was. He knew, watch this, that he was the spiritual son of David. He was not the biological son of David. Jesus knew that. Now that's why he asked them this question. A lot of people don't understand that question. He said, how say the scribes That Christ is the son of David. Talking about his biological, you know, um, 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 dynasty. His biological ancestry. He said, if he, if Christ is the son of David, how come that David calls him Lord in spirit? And then he quotes, you know, the Lord Jesus knew his Bible very well. And you need to know the word. He quotes from Psalm 110. And I'll just quote it, you know, I'm, I'm going to quote it not exactly as it is in King James, a little, I'm just going to twist it a little bit, but it's correct. Don't, don't, don't be afraid, you know. Jehovah said to Adonai, that's what the scripture says. It says, The Lord, in English, you just say, The Lord said to my Lord. But it actually means, Jehovah, God our Father, said to Adonai, God the Son. This was back in heaven before Jesus ever came to the earth. Before he became, you know, he became a man. You know, this way, way back, you know, where David was singing and he was in prophetic song. He, this prophetic revelation came out. Sit on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. So the Lord Jesus goes and picks that by revelation. And says that if David in spirit called him Lord, how then is he his son? In other words, I'm not the physical son of David, I am the spiritual son of David and of the dynasty of David. Well, turn to your neighbor and say, Welcome to the club. May God open our eyes as Christians. That we may know who we truly are. Genesis chapter 17. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Then jump to verse 6. I'm just going to flow with the spirit. Tell to your neighbor, say chill, man. Okay. It says, and when Abraham was 90 years old and 9. I didn't hear you. It wasn't Abraham. It was Abram. Abraham. Abraham. Very significant. The how was not there. (laughs) Another message for another day. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord Abraham, (laughs) the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am almighty God as we get El Shaddai from. As we get El Shaddai from. Walk before me and be thou perfect. The word perfect in Hebrew is upright. For 14 years, Abraham has not been walking uprightly, been sleeping with Hagar, and had a child of the flesh that was in direct contradiction to the terms of the covenant. That's why God, let me use a very mild word was displeased with him i won't say angry god really you know abraham was a nice guy so god was not angry angry but he was a little bit put off so when he appeared to him he said walk before me now you've not been walking before me as you should and be upright be perfect someone said he said that to abraham my dearly brother and sister he's saying it to you this afternoon Sarah, walk before me and be upright. Wega, walk before me and be upright. Wally, walk before me and be upright. And all the others. <laughs> Seriously. Some of us have not been upright. Hence this message. But if Abraham made it, you make it. In spite of his errors. And I will make, oh, everybody scream it out loud. My covenant. Who's going to make the covenant? God. But the condition is you will walk before God and you'll be upright. We're going to get to all of that, you know. Don't your neighbor, say, chill this afternoon, no? It's one of the most important messages you are going to hear today there was a covenant circumcision and mercy those three things will take you to the throne and the lack of them will rob you of the throne you go to heaven See, a lot of people are giving heaven 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 is not our goal heaven is a gift are you following me the thief on the cross went to heaven but he's not sitting on the throne. Can I take that a little bit? We did this recently. Jonathan went to heaven, but he's not sitting on the throne. And you know, Jonathan would have been a part of this Davidic dynasty. See, he, God just used David as a placeholder. Our politicians now are talking about placeholders. <laughs> Don't let me go there. <laughs> You know, you know. it so happened, David in that time was a person who obeyed him. So David now became the placeholder through which the spiritual dynasty would come. It could have been Saul if he had obeyed. Because he did tell Saul, he said that, if you had obeyed me, he said, then would I have established your kingdom forever. God was just looking for somebody who would be obedient. He now becomes the placeholder in through which millions of sons... Of the, of the Davidic dynasty would arise. Glory be to God. You have to see things from a divine point of view. And I will make my covenant. And I will make my covenant. Between me and thee. And I will multiply thee exceedingly. <laughs> I just got a tweet from heaven. You know. Before he said verse 2, he said verse 1. You know what he said? I'm El Shaddai. The God that nothing is impossible to. The God that can do anything. The God that is more than enough. If you will walk with me and you will be upright. I, El Shaddai. I, the almighty God. I, the God who can do anything, I, the God who is more than enough, I will make my covenant with you. It's not you, you are a small, you are a part of it. Don't you me, but I'm going. I am going to be the main actor in this covenant, and the result is that I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Has He not done it? When Abraham died, he had only a few sons. Of course, he had Ishmael, who is the son of the flesh. The only one of the spirit was Isaac. Then after, I say right, I did marry one other woman called Keturah. And I had some other boys. I don't even know their names. You know, they're in the Bible. But, <laughs> you know. And Abraham died. So, you would have thought Abraham only had one son. But look through the ages. Everything he said to Abraham, he kept it. I will make my covenant with thee. Right through, you know, to Moses, Exodus in Egypt, to the promised land, to the time of the judges, the time of the kings. Then David comes along, you know, and then all the the, the Babylonian captivities brings them. Oh God, everybody give him a clap offering. Hallelujah. (laughs) I, the God who transcends time and space, who transcends generations, he, he was still looking at the covenant he gave to Abraham. They came back from Babylon. Then we had Zerubbabel and, and Ezra and Nehemiah, right down on all the other all minor prophets, right up to Malachi. He's still watching over that word. Glory be to God. And then one fine evening, angel Gabriel flies into a quiet village called Nazareth and meets a virgin girl, you know, who is probably in her late teens and says, "Hail Mary, you have found favor with God." And says, "You're going to have a son, and he shall sit on the throne of his father David, and of the kingdoms there shall be no end." I'll give the Lord a clap, offering. I will say, "Covenant-keeping God." You know we sing it all the time, but very few people know what it means. And fell on his face. Verse 3. And God talked with him saying, ask for me. everybody, say, ask for me. You see, God is saying, this is my own part. Ask for me. Now, what are you going to do? Ask for me. We'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to the good part. In a minute. My covenant is with thee and thou shall be a father of many nations this is when he changes his name neither shall there shall thy name anymore be called abram but thy name shall be abraham for a father of many nations have i made thee that includes you and i from way back God had seen Nigeria. God had seen me. God has seen you. Nations. Don't let me get off. Verse. And I will make thee. Verse 6. I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. And kings shall come out of thee. You, you know what, Pastor G? God already had Jesus in mind. When he was saying all this, he wasn't talking just about, you know, the king of Ethiopia and all of that. No, 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 no. What we read this morning, you know, during the Bible study, you know, for those who have received the abundance of grace, you know, and the gift of righteousness shall reign as king. That's what God had at the back of his mind. I'm going to bring out spiritual kings out of you that are going to reign over Satan. Glory be to God. And kings shall come out of thee. Hello, kings. Ooh. Let me get to the good part. Amen. Now, let's quickly go down to... uh, Yes. Okay. Let me get down to verse 9. This is 6 to 11. I'm just going to drop, you know, jump things. Let me go to verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Notice the scriptural recording changes. In verse 1 is Abraham. In verse 9 is now Abraham. Immediately after God spoke. Once God speaks, that's what you become. <laughs> At this time, he see had no boy. But this prophetic word had gone forth. So as far as God was concerned, it was a done deal. Am I talking to anybody here? Do you, do you understand covenant? Well, there a very done deal. So he's, the minute it came out of God's mouth, he just switched from Abraham to Abraham. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, and thou and thy seed, that is thy biological ancest- ancestry, you know, we'll, we'll deal with that in a minute. You know, after the, in their generations, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every child, every man child, male main, main child among you shall be circumcised and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. And it shall be a token. Everybody scream token. Token. This is not the covenant. It's just a token. Of the covenant between me and you. I'm going to stop there. Then we're going to move to something else in a minute. But you see, I want you to understand. You see, our our Jewish brethren, and I call them brethren, you know, even when they're not born again, because... They're the natural seed of Abraham and biological seed of Abraham. They went off course because they now took the token as the covenant. The token is not the covenant. It is a token of the covenant. I'm going to repeat it. The token is not the covenant. It is the token of the covenant. And I want to ask you, the rhetorical question. I'm going to answer it myself. What then is the covenant if the physical circumcision of the man child of, 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 of the boys, of the ma- ma- ma, you know the the male, the male children, is just a token? What then is the token? I'm going to read it because when I was preparing for this. This thing was coming by the Spirit, so I had to write down in my notes so so I don't make any mistake. <clears throat> Covenant is a spiritual contract between two parties laying down of everything that of all, the, all they have and all their resources, their lives and resources, each partner available to the other. The penalty for default is death. The reward for keeping the covenant is life. Physical circumcision was a physical token of the covenant in the Old Testament. Spiritual circumcision is the sign in the new covenant, the cutting off by the Holy Spirit, the sin nature in the spirit, soul, and body. That is the real covenant.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.